Carrier at the red line. His pass blocked. Picked up Wagner. Speeds into the zone to the left circle. Wagner a shot. He scores! This is an All the Kings Men post-game podcast. Off the draw, the puck in front. Score! Kopitar to Brown for a tap-in. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. Well, the Golden Knights were in town, and the Kings were playing the second game of back-to-back, back-to-backs. Kings PA announcer Dave Joseph joined me immediately following the loss for a stream of consciousness post-game pod, Purple Monkey Dishwasher. We are high above the ice in the Bob Miller Press Box at Staples Center. Joining me tonight, LA Kings PA announcer Dave Joseph. How are you doing tonight, Dave? Jesse, I'm great. How are you, buddy? I am exhausted. Okay, I'm exhausted too. I'm great and exhausted. Yeah, and full disclosure, I don't yeah. know. I wanted to ask Nick Nixon this earlier, but it just doesn't feel like the appropriate question to ask someone like Nick. Okay. So I'll ask you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, I think. Not, not a Hall of Famer yet. No. But you also, I mean, be. like, I, listen, I love Nick, but Nick doesn't seem like the kind of, like, punchy in the arm, kind of, like, jovial, like, ask, you know, anyway. Okay. Here's the question. Yeah. Do you ever get tired of the sound of your own voice? Yes. I am so tired of the sound of my own voice today. Okay. I've Have done, you been doing a lot of talking? I've done a lot of talking. I am at the point right now today that I don't remember who I said what to. I'm talking yeah, to people, I, I get that. And I'm like, da 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 And they're like, yeah, you said that to me like two hours Thanks. ago. I'm like, yeah. Ah. Sorry about that. Sorry. So now I'm doing that obnoxious thing where I go, hey, did I did I say the thing to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, yeah. no. And yeah. I go, okay, so here's the thing. And then it's like, okay, now they know they're hearing a pre-recorded message coming out of my brain and right. then if they say yes then i'm like uh-huh, okay well in my case so there was an ontario rain game on friday night yes. which i did and there were seven goals scored in that game yeah and then there was the kings played the predators and there were 800 goals scored in that game mm-hmm. or whatever it was and then the kings played the golden knights tonight and seven more there were seven goals in that game so yes i'm sick and tired of hearing my own voice and i'm hoping i can go tomorrow without talking because we still have games on tuesday thursday and saturday so let's you and me talk some more let's do it sure why not tomorrow was going to be my day off, but now we're doing the screening <laughs> of the russian five oh yeah good luck with hit. that by the Thank way you. i hear it's a I'm fantastic movie moderating the question and answer after good so for more, you more so you're gonna have to hear your own voice yes, yes. um all right enough about us uh let's talk about this game briefly i like sean walker i'm gonna lead off this this we have not talked about this high five big loud high five I don't know if you hear that or not. No, that was a good one. (laughs) I like Sean Walker. I do, too. Uh, I think he has stepped up his game. Yeah. I think he's proven in the short time, the short uh, span that we've seen him, the short sample size. Yeah, five games or whatever. Right. I I like what I've seen from him. And he picked up an assist tonight, I believe. So he's got points in a lot of pretty much every game. Yeah. Or most of them. I want to say he had one point taken away last night. He did. Uh, they changed the assist, yeah. But, but he, he still had a point. Yeah, and he got the assist in my heart. I think he had two assists last night. Yes, downgraded to one, but I think it was a plus. So I like, I like what we're seeing from Sean Walker. So I'll just lead off the podcast by saying that. I think he's... Uh, four he, points plus four in five games. I like it. And and were you the one who posted this stat? Maybe it was John Rosen that posted the stat. I want to give credit where credit is, too. Mm-hmm. Was he not fifth in the NHL in plus minus? Fifth overall? Uh, that's possible. I posted a... I, this is one of those situations where I've said so many things sure, over the last five days. I don't yeah. remember right. where right. I said it. But I think he's something like 14th in the league 
in Corsi 4 in even strength. And that's fantastic. And there's like two or three guys. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds it great. he's good. Okay. And and of the 13 guys ahead of him, two of them have played one game and played like three minutes each. So, so like, you can throw yeah, that out pretty One much. shot, four, zero shots right. against. Um, yeah, he looks great. Right? Yeah. It, it seems like he fits in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like he is an NHL caliber defenseman, and you wouldn't even know he's a rookie and these are his first games in the NHL. He doesn't seem to be tentative. He doesn't seem to be out of place. Yeah. He plays in his own end well. He's got a good offensive end to his game. I guess I really like he it. is still a rookie, isn't he? What's the isn't he? I don't know. Off the top, of my he only head. played he a handful played... of games last year. Well, he played thirty nine. Is that all? Thirty? I thought he played way more than thirty nine last year. But yeah, will he still be a rookie then? I think so. Isn't okay, I don't know what the number is to where you go to it's not like being four a rookie years anymore. In a row of yeah. Games yeah. 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 He looks great, yeah. Um, yeah. and he's the right shot defenseman. So, uh, as I said to somebody somewhere at some point, um, sorry, Kings fans, I'm just exhausted. <laughs> um, you should see Jesse right now. <laughs> it looks like he's going to keel over at any uh, at any point. So, so kudos to you for doing so, the show. Sorry, I'll get to Sean Marks. There were so many people <laughs> asked me today how I was doing, and I would just pause and I'd go like, I'm tired. And right. I, got, I heard back a bunch of times like, well, at least it's honest. And I was like, I don't, just don't have well, the energy to say anything Here's the else. thing. <laughs> Tell me the last time that the Kings opened up at home with a Saturday game at 3 and a Sunday night game at 7. Second back-to-back in five games. It's insanity. What is up with this scheduling? Like, somebody was giving me grief because I said, I'm make, like, yes, I'm making excuses for them. It's back, two well, back-to-backs. I'm not, I'm not making excuses. I'm just well, saying it's the scheduling is a little no, crazy. It's nuts. It's insanity. First of all, have we ever played a 3 o'clock game? Ever? I don't think so. I mean, I don't remember a 3 o'clock Maybe, game. Maybe, but I don't remember. I'm sure at yeah. some point, but yeah. it's very rare. And then the next night, you're home again. Mm-hmm. We rarely ever have back-to-back home games. How often do they play on a Sunday? And then it's a period. Sunday game yeah. on top of that. Right. So you're playing back-to-back home games to open the season. And not that it changes kind of anything, strange. but 7, not 7.30, right? Puck drop at Stable Center. Which throws things off a little bit it's there. And, and there was a Clipper game earlier in the yeah. day, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was all kind of destroyed. And they had eight but. days off between the, the last preseason game and the first regular season game. Right. Odd scheduling. Yeah. And then, and then, oh, they start off in Edmonton on a Saturday. Right. Then they have Sunday, Monday <laughs> yeah, off in Calgary, of all places. Sense. Play Tuesday in Calgary, and then, then have to Wednesday. fly to Vancouver and play Wednesday. Like, usually you would do the Edmonton-Calgary back-to-back, or maybe have yeah. one day between, but right. usually back-to-back. Take a day or two in Vancouver, which would be great for the team, I'm sure, because yeah. Vancouver's a little better city than Calgary if, in terms of... If this of... five-game stretch, scheduled yeah. the way it was, yeah. happened in the middle of February... Right. You would, you know, and your team went two and three... Yeah. ...and had, you know, an eight to two <laughs> destruction on a back-to-back night. Right. You would just throw your hands up and you'd go, well, this is just not fair. Like, right. The NHL just scheduled them a loss. Right. But it's... To open the season, so At everybody's home. like, yeah. It's so, very like, strange. Right, very so anyway. strange. Sean Walker's great. Yep. We love Sean Walker. Great's a strong word. All right. Sean Walker is a really competent second pair right-handed defenseman. Agreed. Like, I have no problem. I mean, I wouldn't throw great yeah, out no, no, there. No, no, you're, you're right. You're right. But he's he's he, been good so far this year. He has been assigned a role, and he has excelled at it. He certainly has. There's like five guys on this team who are consistently not part of defensive breakdowns. And it's Amadio, Clifford, Lewis, oh, I Walker. Gonna, I was going to say, do you want me to name them? Well, name them. Well, that's. I was going to say Kopitar too. <laughs> uh, well, now nah, you're talking about like, the newer guys. Well, just that fourth line and and Hutton and Walker, right? Like those are the Agreed. guys who are routinely in the plus in the plus column. And I, look, plus minus is an imperfect stat; doesn't tell you anything, right? And there's always some like 
listen, I apologize to one fan on Twitter already, so I'm going to pre-apologize to all of you that I'm about to insult. There's always, like, some pedantic fan on Twitter who has to, like, make sure that your 144-character thought is perfectly nuanced to match what they want to express. Also, I get it. I was one of those people. That's how I got here, so whatever. But (laughs) the point is, like... You really are telling the truth I'm I'm too (laughs) tired to lie, dude. Ask me whatever you want about the Kings, I'll tell you. Um, But, no, like, the fourth line doesn't... They are a really good. They are a great fourth line. Now they've been broken up last night and tonight, so it's it's a little bit hodgepodge and all over the place. But Clifford, Amadio, Lewis, Hutton, and Walker are hashtag doing their jobs. Right, that was right. the motto of the year. Hashtag do your job. Those dudes are doing their job. And yeah, I get it. They don't have as many minutes. And yeah, I get it. Their minutes aren't as against this tough competition as everybody else. But. They're hashtag doing their jobs, Dave. Yes, and and let me, no let me just add on to that by saying after last night's game uh, against Nashville, my dad was here. My parents were here. Happy it was, birthday, it was my dad. dad's 70th birthday. Thank you. He thanks you as well. He said to say thank you. Uh, come home. Go to dinner with my dad. Come home after the game, and my dad says, why doesn't that Kyle Clifford get more ice time? Yeah. And I said, that's a great point. You're right, Mr. Joseph. You're ex- that's what why I said. doesn't that Kyle First Clifford game get he's more seen ice this time. year, he yeah. said, that's one of the hardest working guys on the team. And he goes, he might not have the skill level that some of the other guys have, but he works so hard every single shift. He said, I love watching that guy play. And I said, and that's therein lies the issue, right? Yeah. You'd like to see Kyle Clifford get 14, 15 minutes a night. Is that going to happen? Probably not. So here's my theory why. Okay. Because I'm actually fine with it. Okay. This is presently – well, it's, it's tough because the first three games was one team – and the second two games was a different team. Not not drastically different, but uh, Bjorn Foot was out yep. tonight and last night. Yep. And, you know, they tinkered with, you know, Grunstrom and Wagner yep. and Lazat, you know, and, and the lines mixed up a little bit. But, but at least talking about the first three games, you had a two-line team. You had Kopitar, Brown, and Iafalo, yep. which is an imperfect line. Not, right, like maybe two or three years ago, Kopitar had that MVP season this year they're they're fine right they've been pretty good they're putting up goals they've been pretty good points yep yeah they turn the puck over every once in a while like i said it's an imperfect line i follow doesn't score as much as we'd all like him to but whatever you know what you're getting and what you're getting is solid and then you have that fourth line or a third line whatever you want to call it clifford amadio uh, lewis and then and mcclellan himself even spoke about it uh last night and i'm sure he said something about it tonight although i haven't seen it yet that kovalchuk uh carter and kempe line was not good and they knew it and they tried to plaster over it they took all the components of the one bad line and they split them up and they tried to paper over it right they said okay well Kovalchuk with Amadio and Lewis and it it worked against Nashville and 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 so then they went back to it tonight well I kind of yeah (laughs) I haven't really had a chance to look at the minutes yet to see how the deployment was. I'll do it right now as we're talking about it. But but this is about Clifford and why he doesn't get his minutes. And and the reason I'm okay with it, Dave Joseph, is you know what you're getting out of those players that I, the five players I listed earlier. Like we're pretty sure what we're getting out of Hutton, Walker, Amadio, Clifford, and Lewis. Correct. And so there's no need to play Kyle Clifford 17 minutes a game because we're not shouldn't say we the kings are not actively trying to lose 
but the kings are also not going to spend every ounce of of perspiration they have trying to win we're trying to develop young players we're trying to find out what we've got and we have to find out what we've got in and, that second and third line and you already know what you have in kyle clifford exactly. and you know trevor exactly lewis exactly what it is and michael amadio yeah. right so you want to see the youth more on display honestly it's for me and i think for mcclellan too i think at this point it's more about seeing the vets i mean the comment he made after the Vancouver game about some guys, you know, what did he say? The guys that, that we need to be here for us or the guys that we've relied on. If they're not going to be here, maybe they don't belong in the league. Like, woof, that's pretty. Well, he just called out guys without saying their names. Yeah. Essentially. Well, but on, I mean, like, I'm not going to say their names either because if he's not going to, I'm not going to. But I think we all know who those guys are. Well, how many players currently on the L.A. Kings roster have the opportunity to go play in a different league good point right like point that's people choose words for a reason right he didn't say like some people need to retire or some people need to get their butts in gear or whatever he said like they don't belong in the league right so mm -hmm. (laughs) it doesn't seem that veiled to me i would i would agree with that would you not Uh, he's looked i mean He's been here. He's been here for a short time. He's yeah. only had a, 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 a. We're talking about Kovalchuk, by the way. Five five name. games. Well, him and others. Yeah. Uh, what what are we five games in now? Yeah. And I think he he can see the writing on the wall for the guys who are showing up every night and the guys who. Oh, you mean McClellan's been here a short time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so I think even yeah, in that short time, that even even in that short amount of time, he knows these are the guys who yeah. are showing up and these are the guys who who are I don't want to say mailing it in, but maybe not giving the effort that they could or should be every single night. I mean, this is how good Amadio and Lewis are just as, and and, and this is, this comment is directed specifically at everybody on Reddit who says they want to get rid of Trevor Lewis. Amadio and Lewis's line, their Corsi was 70.83%. Okay. They were on the ice for 17 even strength shots against and seven, sorry, 17, four and seven against. Okay. Everybody else got got dominated. Like the Wagner, Kempe, and Clifford line. As much as we love Clifford, that they were eighteen percent. Like they were on for two, and on for nine against Kopitar, Iafalo, and Brown. They were about fifty percent. Lazat, Carter, and Toffoli were about forty-eight. So I mean, Kempe, Wagner, and Clifford. You got one grinder and two guys that maybe need to pick it up, and that line got pushed around. But Amadio and Lewis, like, it, I don't think it matters who you put on Amadio and Lewis's line. I, like, never mind Walker, I'm also in love with Amadio. And I don't even feel like I'm that clever for pointing it out. Like, everybody's in love with Amadio. Like, I saw a bunch of tweets, like, the Amadio and Walker show continues. Like, <laughs> these guys are good. Um, yeah, they are good. They are good players. Yeah. They're, they're, they're diamonds in the rough. Right? Yeah. They're, they weren't. This team is rough. They, and they're diamonds. <laughs> they weren't, but they weren't. <laughs> Uh, highly sought after players. Right. They were. It, it, they're both undrafted. Yeah. Were they not both undrafted? Amadio. I'm not sure of Walker. I think it was undrafted, right out of Bowling Green. So. Gonna make me look. But they're not. They're not guys who are top ten draft picks or guys who you know people had their eye on. So John Walker undrafted. Undrafted, right? Bowling Green. Mike Amadio. Third round draft. Pick, okay, third round draft. So again, you're not talking about a first, no. second round pick. You're talking about guys who are diamonds in the rough, and yeah. we're seeing that they can play at this level. So when I said 
I don't even remember if I said this on this episode, Dave. Uh-oh, That's how we go. lost I am with here who I've go. said, what I've said. It's to. been a long two days. I think I just said it to John Davis on his show before you showed up for this yeah, show. Oh, the great John Davis. Yes. yes. But this is how totally lost I am with who I've said what to or what I've said who to who. Anyway. Say it again. This to me, this season is 80. It's a collection of 82 short stories. Okay. And each short story is a murder mystery or a whodunit or some kind of like detective, you know, sleuthy type story. And every every game is an opportunity to answer a question. So tonight, for example, the question was, how are the Kings going to perform in their second of back-to-back nights in five games? And we got our answer. We got our answer. Here's here's the question I want answered in the next chapter. Is Austin Wagner good? It's a long pause there. (laughs) Well, I think it's going to take time to figure that out. Yeah. Is it well, going to? Are we going to figure that out on Tuesday? Probably not. But we might. I mean, maybe a little. Let me let me score a goal tonight. Yes, but but here's the, but here here my whole thing with Austin. Kind of a kind of a strange goal, but a lot of his goals are. And and I like Austin Wagner. Austin Wagner was a bright spot in an otherwise dismal year last year. Sure. But how many times have we seen a guy shine on a team that was no good, and then fail to find a spot? As the team improved, or as he moved on to another team, and I'm not saying that sh- that that Austin Wagner doesn't have a role. I Brendan think- Leipzig is that who he's kind of leaning in that? Tra- I kind of sense your not to single out players, but it's it's when he got here, he didn't have any skills that the scouting staff or the coaching staff would have said were noticeable, other than the fact that he is jaw droppingly, unbelievably fast. Right. And so last year he was on that fourth line. It was Clifford, Lewis, and Wagner. And as we've previously stated, Lewis and Clifford are so – I mean, the, that line sort of jumbled a bit because right. Lewis missed half the year with a broken foot. But now, right, that we had the top line is back. Yep. We've got Clifford, Amadio, and, and Lewis or, or Amadio, Lewis, and whoever, and Clifford and whoever. What is what is Austin Wagner's role? Right, like last year, I think he had a role. I'm not sure that they've sorted out what his role is this year. And and fast guy isn't a role; <laughs> it's a description. Right. So so I guess the question shouldn't be is Austin Wagner good? We know Austin Wagner has talent. The question is what is Austin Wagner's role going to be? Because right now I don't know what it is. And it's not his fault. Yeah, I don't. I don't have an answer. I think time is going to. Yeah, time well, that's will... what I said. That's the next chapter of the of the. Of the collection. Well, let me ask you. Okay, so I'll ask you this: uh-huh. Is is Austin Wagner a legitimate NHL player? I think he could be, but they have to. I mean, somebody was saying that part of the reason Ilya Kovalchuk is struggling to fit in the league right now is because the you know in back in the good old days of eight years ago, you could free range and be a rover, and now every team is relies so much on structure and systems that that if you can't right, you can't mold your game to fit your coaching staff and your you're going to have a bad time. Right. So that's the, again, I go back to the question of role. If Is Austin Wagner a speedy, forechecking, you know, guy that they're going to look to to score goals? Or is he going to be the guy he was last year where he's on the fourth line and they're asking him to bang his body around and play a little bit of defense and then every now and then blaze past all, you know, all other nine guys on the ice and pot one. So far this season, they seem to kind of think, well, he scored 12 goals last year. And look, McClellan said he didn't want to rely on previous opinions about players, so maybe McClellan sees this guy. He has this one elite talent, and let's be clear, 
his speed is elite. Blazing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And maybe McClellan is just trying to get a handle on how best to use this this unique tool because Wagner's speed makes him unique, right? It's not something to quickly overlook. But I just don't feel like they've quite sorted out what his role should be on this team yet. I agree, and I think Wagner's speed is a lot of what keeps him in the lineup night after night. Yeah. Because maybe he's not finishing, but he does give you that threat that you can open up the game a little bit if you have a guy that has those type of talents. Yeah. Uh, But I think you're right. And I think, I'm guessing here, I'm just throwing darts, but I would think they would want him to be a scorer and find that finisher aspect to his game add that to his game so you have the speed demon type guy but he's also capable of putting pucks in the net now if he scored what you say he scored 12 last year i think so okay so if you play him for a full season is austin wagner capable of scoring 20 goals i mean i think he could be yeah i think he certainly could be i mean part of this problem is and i've already i remember this specifically it was you i gave the uh, rhino in the Rhino and I remember. I remember. <laughs> leak gas leak. In the That's kitchen. right. So I mean, so 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 part of the problem is you can't really dig too deep into the weeds on the negatives from last year. But I also think you can't necessarily look too deep into the weeds on the positives, right? We Carl Grundstrom is not in the lineup every night. Austin Wagner is not in the lineup every night, and when they are, they're not. They don't look as good as they did last year. And part of that, I have to believe, is because the rest of the team around them last year had essentially given up by their own admission. And so, which made them look better? Yes, those were the guys that were out there fighting for. And they're fighting for spots, right? Yeah, yeah so, right, right. Yes, they'll they'll be the guys that score the one goal or the two goals in a five-two loss. But they're also the guys that are fighting to keep their spots this year. Yeah, but when and when into the rest next of, year. But here's the thing: when you come to the rink and there's 18 guys who have who have called it a year, and you're giving a hundred percent, you stand out. Right. But when you come to the rink and you've got Andre Kopitar and Dustin Brown and Drew Doughty and Alec Martinez and <laughs> Jeff Carter and Ilya Kovalchuk and Tyler Toffoli and Michael Amadio, et cetera, et cetera, all giving 100%, and you're giving 100%, but your 100% goes up to the fourth floor and Andre Kopitar's is a high rise, well, all of a sudden you don't stand out quite as much. Right. And I think it's going to take time. Yeah. I think it's going to take time. I think we're going to need a larger sample size before we know. I think he's capable of scoring 20 in the league. If they find a way to use them properly, absolutely. Now, here's what I will say. Uh, I don't understand what the point of running a four-forward, one-defensive power play is if you're going to run an umbrella and keep keep two of your forwards uh, 40 feet away from the net. Like You might as well just toss another defenseman out there. Right. Um, I don't quite get it. Uh, we've said before, like put Blake Lazat on special teams and just lob it in there. and let Or not Blake Lazat, uh, Austin Wagner. Let him go get it. Yeah, just lob yeah, it down yeah, yeah, there and yeah. let him go. Send him. Yeah, and if he even if he doesn't get a shot on goal, like <laughs> right. he'll curl around behind the net and send it to you know whoever's going. Right. So I, I, I mean, look, I'm not a hockey uh, anal or uh, statistic, not um, strategist. <laughs> strategist. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think I think the bigger question. Yeah. And I agree with you on the power play situation, but uh, the penalty kill. Oof. I don't even know, man. This was this, and the only reason I say that yeah. is because this was a team that, for so many years, yeah, was either tops in the league in penalty kill or worst case scenario, top three or top five. Yep. Right? It was every single year you knew the Kings were going to kill pretty much every every penalty, and now we are not seeing that. You saw it no. tonight against Vegas. 
I know there were a couple of bad bounces. I know you can't fault Quickie on a couple of those goals. Uh, but it's a it's a totally different team in terms of defensive responsibility and defensive prowess on that penalty kill. It just seems like there's they're disjointed. They're, the communication may not be there. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it's not the team that it used to be. I know when you is. had Willie Mitchell back there they're and Rob awful. Scuderi back. Well, I <laughs> you said it. Uh, Look, I, I just think, of, I just think they're still learning. Yeah. They're young and they're still learning. Every now and then, I get really annoyed at Twitter, and I think to myself, "Why am I even on this?" And tonight was one of those. What things. was it tonight? It was everybody re rephrasing, rehashing, retweeting Todd McClellan's comments about the penalty kill. And then offering their own observation on it. And all I wanted to reply to all of them was, this just in, sky is blue and water is wet. Like, right. You know, doy, they're terrible. Right. Like, they went into the game with a 69% penalty kill. Oof. Yeah, oof is right. Oof. As I said on live television, that is not nice. And I want to say, when they were leading the league, it was like 85% or yeah. 90%. And yeah. they gave up three tonight. So, right. I mean, like, so it gets worse. Yeah. Right. I mean... It's not great, and you don't need – I don't need coach – like, no disrespect to Coach McClellan. He's answering the questions that are being asked of him. But it, anybody who asked him a question about the penalty kill, like, man, get a better question because you already knew the answer to that one. Right, right, like, right, right. It's bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's real bad. Well, they, it essentially cost them the game tonight. Yeah. Well, it was 2-2 two to two without the power play. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they stay out of the box. Hmm. It was a whole different game. And, look, part of that is – the new system, right? Because they've been taking a, a fair amount of offensive zone penalties, um, which just blows my mind. The only thing I can assume is that I mean they're being over aggressive. I yeah. get it, right? They're trying to this whole aggressive forecheck. I love it. I think it's a good thing, but you got to be careful when you're playing in the other team's zone. If if you take the penalty in your end, I get it. You're preventing a goal, whatever it is. But in the offensive zone, there's just no there's no reason for it. Well, this is you're two hundred feet away from a goal yeah. being scored. What? There's no reason for Especially it. with the rules now where the faceoff comes straight back. In right. Room, right. Like yeah. maybe seven, six, eight years ago. Right. It wouldn't matter quite as much. Right. This is why whenever people point to effort, I always push back a little bit. And I say, listen, effort's great. I want a guy who gives an effort more than I want a guy who gives no effort. But effort by itself is not enough. You get three guys, like just take tug of rope, right? You have a six-man team. You get three guys pulling one way and three guys pulling the wrong way. They could all be pulling as hard as they want. The effort's there. It's not going to matter. Thumbs up. Yeah. Like you are it's not, not going to win that tug yeah. of competition. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, effort's great, but you need, you know. Right. As Scrooge McDuck always said, work smarter, not harder. But, and, and there has to be the execution, too. Yes, if the execution exactly. is not, you can just forget about it. Yeah. So, uh, another mystery coming up is will Bjornfoot ever see game action again? And, frankly, I'm going to say no. You don't think he's going to play at all? I mean, maybe, like, because why not? Why not? But at some point, every minute he's in North America is a minute he's not back in Sweden playing, getting game action, you know, getting older, getting more experienced. And look, Joachim Ryan, I believe, was a plus two tonight uh, and looked pretty good last night. Let me just check the stats here. Yes, Matt Roy and Joachim Ryan. Matt Roy, who went paired with Alec Martinez, for some inexplicable reason, the two of them make each other worse. You know, it's like that couple you knew in high school that would fight every day and they would never break up. And you just go, what What are you two idiots doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just break up already. Yeah. Um, for some reason, Joachim Ryan, I think it was Nick Nixon that said this to me because I don't remember who uh, who said what to me anymore. Uh, but I think he said that there's something about that pair that he, he seems to calm Matt Roy down. Okay. And so the two of them are a plus two tonight. 
on a, on a night where now I grant you three of those were power play goals, so you don't get a minus from those. But look, they were plus two. Something's happening, right? They were they looked good last night. Bjornfoot looked good. He impressed. He made a name for himself. He got experience. He got Drew Doughty to say awfully nice things about him. Do we really need six more games of having his minutes cut in the third period as it's shown time and time again that he's just not quite ready for the NHL? And that's not an insult. He's 18 years old. Right. <laughs> like, there's three guys on this team that cracked the lineup. when they, I think 18. I think three. I don't know about Kovalchuk. But, I mean, Dowdy came in at 18. Yep. Brown came in at 18. Yep. And, of all people, Kyle Clifford, I'm pretty sure, came in at 18. Like, Andre Kopitar wasn't playing in the National Hockey League when he was 18 years right. old. He probably could have, but right. he wasn't. Right. So, I just wouldn't be shocked if we have seen. You don't think he gets the nine-game maximum why? before why? they send him back? Why? At this point. Does it really matter? You've seen what you're going to see from yeah. him, right? And, and you know what you're going to get. And he could be playing in Sweden. And he would then uh, play in the World Juniors, right? So yeah. he could go play in the World Juniors. If he was with the Kings, that probably wouldn't happen. Now, so I'm, I'm not going to cry about it if they keep him and play him the full nine. I just I wouldn't be surprised if we've if we've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I think they're right now. It's just kind of toying to see playing, put, putting different pieces, different parts together to see how they all play out. I wouldn't be surprised to see him come back in the lineup for a couple more games, but but the nine is going to be, I think, the max before they send him back. I mean, it's just it makes no sense to, to play him this season right. and burn a year off his contract. So, so why I not? I don't have the numbers pulled up in front of me, but I said to Nick Nixon in the pregame show, or I said to whoever is listening, um, if I if I'm right, and I, I'm going to try and do this from memory, Dowdy, Hutton, Walker, and Roy. No, not Roy Martinez. Uh, I think that's right. Uh, have all played basically 17 minutes a game at even strength. Now it might be uh, different tonight. I didn't, but but going into tonight, the the top four D each had played 17 minutes per game, like evenly distributed. I mean, it was maybe off by okay. 20 or 30 seconds here or there. Yep. But essentially, your top four defensemen same amount of time. 17 minutes even strength. Yep. Dowdy played a bunch of penalty kill. Martinez, Martinez, and Dowdy are your top penalty killing unit. Dowdy's uh, playing power play. Dowdy's playing power play. Martinez is on the second unit because they're going four forwards, one defense. So I mean, they had you know, like if you take total time on ice, but and then you drop down and it was like Ryan played like 15 minutes a night in his in his first game last night. I'm going to quickly look and see what his time on ice was, although it won't be divided by. Oh no, it is divided by uh, even strength, et cetera, et cetera. Um, sorry to do this. 16 minutes and 18 seconds. So there, he okay. almost plays 17 yep. minutes a night. Yep. Um, in fact, I'll just go down. So pretty much the list. same as everyone else. And then Roy dipped down. He plays about 14 or 15 minutes. And then Bjornfoot's like at 11 something. Right. So. What sense does it make? Yeah. He's getting like, 11 minutes a night. He's playing a lot in the first period, a little bit in the second period. And not so much. In not the at all in the third right. period. So. Whatever. At this point. Yeah. Look, so Matt Roy, 14 minutes and 42 seconds, even strength. Ryan, 16, 18. Dowdy, 17, 35. Hutton seventeen sixteen, Walker seventeen twenty five. Did I say Martinez? Martinez sixteen thirty four. So again, so they're all sixteen seventeen minutes. Yeah, same even, thing. Yep. And Roy's playing yep. a few minutes less. Yep. And and when Lazat's or not Lazat, I keep Lazat's just like my fill in. That's day. your guy. <laughs> when Bjornfoot's in, he plays like way less. So, like I said, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to throw a fit if they play him the full nine. But how many did Anderson Dolan play last year? Five before they said Yeah, a handful. I don't remember the exact number. But it wasn't nine. Right, no. So I don't know what their schedule 
works out to me. Maybe they maybe they keep him around for the homestand, and then once they hit the road, they send. You know, I don't know when it's convenient or what his schedule back in. in yeah, that would, I think that like. would make sense. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but I just don't. I just I just don't know what the point would be. Right. Un- unless they just want to get him so comfortable with like the traffic patterns in El Segundo <laughs> and, and where the best place to driving park to is. Staples Center. Yeah, like what's yeah. the best time to go to Whole Foods <laughs> yeah. when you don't got to fight with all this, you know, who do I carpool moms? with to yeah, get to the game? Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, go, you know, Uber to the event, but take Lyft home because of the pricing, <laughs> like that sort of thing. You know, it takes a while to get that. <laughs> right. But anyway, there's uh, a lot of nuances yeah, that have exactly. to be worked it's out. Complicated yeah. And he's not from here. No. So you got the language barrier. Yeah. And, and look, you know, <laughs> he's used to the metric system, right? Now right. he's got to like, you right. Know, every, you know, now he's going by inches. Yeah, and he's got to buy a new TV. And like miles per hour. 71 inches. What's like, what is yeah. 71 inches? He doesn't know. Yeah, how many centimeters yeah. is that? And if you, you know, so, so, like if he's, I'm sure he's got roommates that so they send him like, go get a gallon of milk. Like, what does he know from a guy like Right, right, right. So, you know. He's gotta, I, I get where you're coming from. It takes time to figure that yeah, stuff out. Yeah, exactly. Uh so look, they play Carolina on Tuesday. Yep, bunch of jerks. No Justin Williams. No Justin Williams. Uh, who do we get? Like, do we get the team that beat Nashville and 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 you know stuffed it in Calgary's face after giving up a late lead, or do we get Vancouver and Vegas? I'm going to say we get we get Calgary Nashville. I think so. Because I think the day off is going to help them recharge a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of make sense of what happened this weekend. And, hey, we're playing two home games. We're playing back-to-back, another back-to-back situation. Now you get a day to kind of digest everything and say, let's go back to the drawing board. Here's what we did wrong. Here's what we did well. Let's fix this. And I think they come back Tuesday, and I think we see the team that we saw against Calgary and, and Nashville. I'm, I'm what making, do you think? I'm making excuses for them, but one of the things that I'm – that makes me confident and happy about this season is both terror. Like they've had like the game against Edmonton was fine, right? It's back and forth. They were in it. They weren't right. in it. They were in it. You know, right. they wind up losing it on the whatever, but that's fine. Yep. Then the Calgary game is an emotional, crazy, you know, just awesome yeah, great. finish. Right? That was it was just great. terrific. Yeah. And then they have to play the next night. No practice, no day off, no no. And you had to fly. Yeah, no time down to like process it or say like, "Come on, guys, we gave a third period lead. How do we let that happen?" No, you're just writing off the emotion of, you know, Drew Doughty and those three little words, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they get their heads caved in the next day. Right. And they come back home, and again, last night was like they play forty unbelievable minutes, and then just a replay of Calgary. Choke it away. In Shuts the third down. Period. Yep. They don't even need overtime. I follow salts away. I wanted to talk to you about this. You were in the process of saying one minute or uh, whatever it is you say. Yeah, last minute to play in the period. Minute. Yeah, yeah. And they scored. They interrupted you by scoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then again, no day off, no time to process, no meetings. Right no back hours. at it. Yeah, just right, right back, back at, at it the next day. Yep. And it wasn't as bad as Vancouver, but a very similar thing. So yeah, they. But again, but again, if they're if they're if they don't allow the three power play goals or two two par, two three power play goals, three I think it was. They don't, you know, it's it's a fairly even game. It's a two two game, like yeah. you were saying. So they're in the game. They just took yeah. some dumb penalties, no, and I it just, cost them. I just think this team, like I, I mean, like I said, I am a hundred percent making excuses for them. I just, if you break down how each game went, that you know they've got one shrug. What are you going to do? Game right. Two great emotional hard fought battles where they look really good and two losses on the second night of back-to-backs 
that came literally on the heels of these, you know, games where they looked like they were going to give up a third period lead, but fought back and won. It. Well, I'm going to go with this. You, you play okay game, good game, yeah, really bad game, good game, good game. really bad game. So now it's time for a good game. I would think so. Right? Yeah. So I would say expect yeah. a good and, Kings team on Tuesday night. And if they stick with this lineup. Good tickets still with, still available, by the way. That's right. Yeah. I like kings.com. <laughs> um, if they go with the lineup that they went with last night and tonight, if if Roy and Martinez. I think there's going to be some changes. Or sorry, if, if uh, Ryan and. Well, in the forward ranks, I maybe. think there's going to be. Yeah, I think there's going to be. But defensively, if they stick with, uh, with Ryan and Roy, uh, that seems to be a pair that works. Yep. Um, I don't Hutton know, and Dowdy. Yeah, and Martinez and Walker. Martinez Walker. I think there's a you know, and if they sort out some sort of new combination of forward lines, well, Carolina's not a world beater. They're good, right? But right. They're on the road. They're a beatable the team. Is. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, this season is a collection of short stories. Every game's an opportunity to answer a new question. I am, and I'm generally speaking, going to be excited about each new question. What's the question for Tuesday night? Is it the Austin Wagner question? Well, no. Well, there's a bunch of them. I mean, that's that's how layered these mysteries here's are. A que- here's a question. Here's my question for yeah. you. Who starts in goal on Tuesday night? Oh, man. Uh, uh, I don't know. Campbell? What does your gut tell you? Campbell. Mine, too. I mean, I don't think that you can ignore the fact that they made Jack Campbell the starter. An opening night? An opening night. At home. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that was like a sort of mean, you know, message. Well, Jonathan Quick's Quick goals against, against average is also seven point one eight coming into the game or whatever it was, but and like, the save percentage was seventy five or something. And I don't even think that quote that McClellan made was directed at Quick about you know players that you rely on and right. you need to rely on and blah 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 blah. blah. I'm not blaming him either. I, I'm, no, I'm just, I just saying it makes more sense to play Jack Campbell on Tuesday night, and 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 frankly. I wasn't shocked to see Jack Campbell start on Saturday. I was a little uh, shocked. I, I wasn't that shocked. but I, I was. I was more shocked, this might sound strange, uh-huh. considering it's a back-to-back, that Jack didn't start tonight. I'm shocked that you were shocked. Really? Yeah. Well, because... It's, well, it's a 3 o'clock game on a Saturday afternoon. I know, you have more than 24 hours between games. I know you don't like to play goalies back-to-back. Yeah. But if you're going with a guy who's going to win you the game... You play Jack. I'm not sure that's the priority. Uh, it, and it may not be. Yeah. Uh, so here's – so I don't – ultimately I don't know. Maybe it does matter how each performance goes. But there are some things, you know, like I had this uh, conversation with somebody. <laughs> oh, here we go again. I'm not sure who <laughs> I don't or know. when. I don't know anymore. <laughs> uh, but I had it with somebody about Tyler Toffoli. It might have been you. And the question – I think it was you. The question was, what do you do with Tyler Toffoli? Right? Yeah, it was, was, it was me. It was me. you got to put him on the power play. you got to give him minutes because you've got to get him to score because otherwise you're not going to trade him. And if you're not going to trade him, He's going to walk away at the end as an understreet. And you're going to lose him for nothing. Exactly. Because generally speaking, it is assumed that they are not re-signing him. So the thing with Jack Campbell is even if Jonathan Quick didn't have uh, 19 goals against in three games, um, you have to play Jack Campbell because Jack Campbell signed to a sweetheart of a deal for any team in the league. And there are a bunch of teams out there who could – like I was listening to Leafs Lunch because I'm an idiot and I care what people think about the Leafs – 
And they were saying, you know, like, well, how do you improve this team? And one of the things they were talking about was backup goalie. And they were like, well, who's out there that can play backup goalie that's only going to cost you a million five? And I was like, well, we got a guy here. (laughs) (laughs) And last I checked, you're in serious cap trouble and we got plenty of space. So, like, if you wanted to send us, you know, one of those nice little forwards who make three or four million dollars a year. Right. And happily send you sure. uh, a Jack Campbell today for a hamburger on Tuesday <laughs> or whatever the line is. So, yeah, I mean, these are all questions that some of them will be answered on a game-to-game basis. Some of them will play out over the whole season. The, the who starts question, right, that's a game-by-gamer, right? It certainly like, is. At this point, it certainly yeah. is, yes. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, look, Jack Campbell played well. But he also gave up two third period leads. Correct. Not, I'm not saying it's his fault. Correct. Right. I'm not blaming him right. on him, but he was in net when the team gave up two third period. I leads. will also say this tonight. I thought mm-hmm. after the second period, Jack's going to come out to start the oh, third. Oh, come on, get out of here! I did. I did. It crossed my mind. Yeah, he looked. I mean, quick look. I, I didn't. I don't think quickie looked bad. I yeah. just think. I think when you're down, and 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 I know he doesn't like to be pulled while the game's going on while yeah. play. You know. So that's the time to do it. After the second period, you say, oh, okay, we'll put in Jack for the third. You've got some crazy goalie opinions, Dave Joseph. Well, I like to win games. Yeah, I, I like when this team win game, wins games. Long year for it, you, it Dave It is going to be a long, a long year. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I've got nothing against Jonathan Quick. I think he'll find his game. It's only a matter of time. There were some bad bounces tonight yeah. that he had, he had no chance on. I'm not putting the fault, uh, Jonathan. I'm just saying when you look at the numbers and you're coming into the game tonight and the goal is to win – my gut would have said play Jack Campbell. Yeah. Now I know you're playing a back back to back, so it's highly unlikely that's going to happen. Uh, and they didn't. They played Jonathan Quick, and you got a five two game. Yep. So again, it's going to be a game to game thing. And I think if Jack gets hot and they start to play Jack and he wins two, three, four games in a row, I think they go with Jack. Same could be said about Jonathan Quick if he wins the next game whenever he plays. If it's Tuesday, <laughs> Thursday, whatever, and he goes on a roll, he's going to keep playing right yeah. until they have another back to back situation. We'll see. I mean, I don't we know, will right? See. Like we don't, we don't know. McClellan's it's all up in the air. Exactly you know, right. This was, this was Sutter. I'd say whoever it is is going to play seventy-two. Right. Uh, McClellan could have decided a month ago that it's going to be game one, quick game two, Campbell. Yeah, fifty-fifty. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Right. We don't know. Um, exactly right. So just another mystery to unfold. <laughs> That's just, it. Uh, unfurl. It will unfold That's during right. the season. So join us next time, Kings fans. As we continue to unravel this. You know, I'm excited already. All right. So I'm Shaggy. Are you Fred? Yeah, I'd be Fred. Carlin's uh, Daphne? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so yeah. now we got to find us a Velma and a Scooby. That shouldn't be too hard. No. I don't know. <laughs> I'll go rent us a van, and we'll, uh, we'll drive around this great <laughs> and who's, country of who's ours. the Mr. Uh, what's his name? That spoiled you you rascally, you meddling kids. The that villain you, with the... Yeah, who's that guy? Pull off the rubber mask. Well, tonight it was, um, well, it was nobody because they didn't... Paul Stastny? Well, I was going to say Mark andre Fleury, <laughs> okay. but sure. He works too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. Pull off the mask and oh, it was Mark Andre Fleury all the time. It was the, the abandoned warehouse owner. Anyway, uh, that's gonna wrap. Oh no, real quick, player of the game. Uh player of the game. Uh, I'm gonna go with. How about I go with Sean Walker? Okay. I said it from the top. I like what we're seeing from Sean Walker, and he contributed again on the score sheet. I thought he played a good game defensively, good solid game. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sean Walker tonight. What about you? I should have never asked a question you don't know the answer to. You're going to say Dustin Brown. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I will. Scored I kind of had a feeling you were going to say. And like he was my second. Yeah. yeah, and and look, they lost five to two, but it was four to one when they scored. Yeah. Yep. Like good for them for keep like 
Last year they wouldn't. Have they didn't throw in the second. towel. Yeah, yeah, last season it right. would have been seven to one. Right, <laughs> eight to one. Right. Uh, so five to two, I'll take it. So good on Dustin Brown. Um, we're not and they split the weekend series. Yeah. No, look, I think I said this before in this episode. I know I've certainly said it to somebody else before. Somewhere at some point. If you told me at the beginning of – if you told me in the preseason that after five games with two back-to-backs that they'd be three and two, I'd have taken it. Taken it with a smile. Oh, yeah. Two and three. Two and three. Yeah, if you told me that they were two and three. Yeah. I'd have gotten it wrong if you asked me which teams they beat. But I'd have <laughs> taken it. So, anyway, that's going to do it. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. We'll talk to you soon.